Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans. who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We're joined by our friend Carol Markowitz. She's a columnist for the New York Post and also is part of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Please subscribe, and you can hear the Carol Markowitz Show. Carol, appreciate you being with us. It's uh, been very tough news in the news cycles lately, but we really wanted your perspective, so thank you for being here. Thank you, guys, for having me. You've been fantastic on this issue. I really appreciate all of it very much. Thank you. Well, it's, you know, it's, um, it's emotional for us. Um, it's emotional for us. And, and I think, uh, I know I can speak for this audience in saying that the sense of, of solidarity that we have and we feel with Israel and, and, and with the Jewish people in Israel and around the world is, um, is something that's, that's essential. Uh, and it's, right it's now. So appreciated. Yeah, right now, Carol, what is, what is it that is going on in this country and, and in other Western countries as well, right? I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I can't expect anything. What they're doing on the streets of Tehran, I mean, it's a, you know, murderous dictatorship. Right. And we, but London, New York, Western countries, uh, places where we've lived, places where we expect some of these big rallies you're seeing that are pro-Palestinian. How do you, um, as, as not just a columnist and a person who follows this issue closely, but as, as a, as a dear friend of ours and as an, as a Jewish person, as an American, how do you feel about this? What's going on? It's a really scary time. Um, you know, Clay mentioned this, but I, I, moving to Florida and living in Florida has been sort of the solace here because I feel so safe in Florida. I went shooting this weekend, you know, with some mutual friends of ours and, it, it felt really good to feel like I could protect myself here, that our family can protect themselves. But I think a lot of Jews around the world need to be asking themselves, do I live somewhere where anybody cares about protecting me and where they let me protect myself? Um, there's been a giant shift. And I think what happened in a lot of these places, and look, to be fair, America, I think, is at probably the best of all the Western countries as far as Jews are concerned, as far as Israel is concerned. 
But a lot of these places, London, Paris, uh, you know, just Sweden, they let in a lot of people who do not match their values and who believe that it's okay when you disagree with somebody to condone murder. And I'm sorry, you know, it used to be that we used to believe that that is not okay. Um, you guys were talking about, you know, Thomas Friedman earlier. A lot of people have suddenly shifted their perspectives. It used to be that uh, you had to take a stand in order to be moral. And now you get to kind of be like, well, both sides. I don't know. It could be either one really here. It could be the ones who invaded southern Israel and slaughtered toddlers and kidnapped grandmas. Or it could be the ones who are taking weeks to get into a ground invasion because they're being so careful about civilians. There's a clear choice here. It's not both sides. Carol, your podcast now part of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. We're excited to have you there. I, I, I sometimes look at what Joe Biden is doing, walking on the beach while there's at least 10 uh, American hostages. I want to give credit. I know your family's Dallas Cowboy fans might pain you a bit, but last night Philadelphia Eagles buck left 10 open seats and they draped them in American flags in mm-hmm. honor of the 10 American hostages that still remain in Hamas. But Joe Biden just tweeted an hour ago, Carol, as Americans, we must come together and reject Islamophobia and all forms of bigotry and hatred. In his address last week, uh, I believe it was on Thursday night, Carol, Joe Biden mentioned Islamophobia more than he did anti-Semitism. I, right. The, the left in this country, I mean, it's it's crazy. I, wanted, I, I think I misstated a quote, but I know it's making the rounds circulating. I wanted to get your reaction to that, but also this. Barry Weiss tweeted, um, a lot of people, this is a quote uh, from one of the writers on her site, a lot of people woke up on October 7th as liberals and went to bed as conservatives. What changed? How would you assess? So that writer uh, is Constantine Kissin. Um, yes, that's fantastic. the right. Yes. Uh, that, piece, that piece is really good. Um, what changed is that a lot of people realized that they were, they thought that all of their friends were on the side of civilization and on the side of like, don't kill babies. Um, and suddenly it seemed that they woke up and their friends were, did not care at all. You know, I have to say as a conservative, that was not my experience. A lot of my friends reached out to me. A lot of people on Twitter have offered support. People like you two have been, again, incredible. Uh, Megan Kelly has been incredible. Just so many, so many people on the right have been fantastic. And I didn't have this sense of, wow, where are my friends? I haven't unfriended anybody. I had to block some trolls on Twitter, but I haven't, I haven't, you know, cut out any actual friends during this time. But I think for a lot of liberals, this was an eye opener and they suddenly realized that what their grandparents were talking about, you know, from the thirties and forties is could easily happen now. And that some of their friends would just help them onto the cattle carts. And I think that that is an eye opener. Um, Constantine actually, I, I would say probably is left of center. And I think he's in the last few years of has, you know, woken up, quote unquote, because he is against the woke virus that's captured so many of our institutions. And I think this has been just another step uh, in the direction of realizing that the left is a problem. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen this happening with Jews for a while. I think Jews are moving rightward. Donald Trump got more Jew- Jewish votes than any Republican had gotten before. Uh, Ron DeSantis got, I think, 40 percent of the Jewish vote in Florida, which is high. I actually think that's still low because of, you know, the amazing work he's done for Jews in Florida. But I think Jews are moving rightward. They are opening their eyes. I think a lot of liberals, whether Jewish or not, are understanding that something has really shifted here. Um, and I do think we're going to see people 
understanding something that they just did not understand before October 7th. Speaking to Carol Markowitz, uh, please subscribe to the Carol Markowitz Show on the Clay and Buck Podcast Network if you haven't heard it. Carol's uh, uh, an important voice on a range of issues, including um, this one. And, and Carol, you know, we are seeing, um, it's interesting, isn't it, the way that the Democrat Party handles this. On the one hand, you know, we, we don't, like, we don't go on air and, and just bash Joe Biden to bash Joe Biden. Some of Biden's hey. statements on Israel have been very good. And and we've said that, you know, some of what Biden has said has been very sound on this issue. I mean, I would say a, a lot of not all, but a lot of what he said has been very sound on this issue. But the part of this that I, I can't help but notice as well is that you never hear whether it's Biden or Schumer or Pelosi, you know, the elder statesmen and stateswomen, if you will, of the Democrat Party, such as they are saying, hey, the stuff from Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and just more generally that, you know, the BLM, Chicago organization, mm-hmm. et cetera, that is outside um, of, you know, what the Democrat Party is. That is beyond the pale. We condemn that. There's There seems to be none of that. Am I missing it? Has that happened? No, it really hasn't. And you're right about Joe Biden. He has made some good statements on Israel. But these latest ones about, you know, uh, any kind of um, that, that there's some sort of like uh, bashing of Isla- Islamics happening, that's simply not true. You look at any of the videos on college campuses, you look at any of the marches in cities, it's Jews being targeted. It's absolutely not Muslims. I think that's just a joke. But the fact is, yeah, he said some good things. It's just can we expect Joe Biden to live up to this moment? Like you guys said, he was at the beach this weekend. What kind of president goes to the beach when the world is on fire like this? It's just not acceptable. And the the fact is, like also like you said, he doesn't have advisors to say, hey, a stroll on the beach is really inappropriate right now. And that is concerning to me. He doesn't have a team around him to say, this is not the image that America should be projecting of a doddering old man strolling on the beach while, you know, World War Three is breaking out around him. Um, I would love to have the Biden administration live up to this moment. I am rooting for the, the Biden administration. They are in charge right now. I, I don't want anything bad to happen while while they're in office. It's it's just, you know, we should be rooting for our president. But the, the fact is, I just don't see him living up to this moment. And I think his administration is completely unprepared for it. And the fact that their allies are some of the, you know, biggest America haters and Israel haters around is really not comforting to me. Carol, this is a big discussion, and, and, and I and I don't think that this story in particular necessarily epitomizes it, but we're seeing a lot of college kids suddenly realize, hey, wait a minute, there can be consequences for some of the public opinions I share out there, um, mm-hmm. and and there are kids who are losing job offers because they're coming out and they're saying that that Hamas was justified or that Israel deserved what happened to them. What should, in your mind, I'm talking about college kids, not people who are older, although I think you could certainly have that conversation. What do you think is legitimate in terms of a response to people who say Hamas was justified or Israel deserved it in their larger life? It's just how do you watch those videos and think that anybody deserves it? If it was the reverse, if Israel marched into Gaza beheaded babies, raped women, killed teenagers, took 
elderly people hostage. I assure you, I would not be standing with Israel. It's not a, this is my side and, and that's it. You have to look at what happened. They, they live streamed it and still people are like, well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I saw what I saw. Israel had to present these videos today to journalists to stop this misinformation from spreading where the things that we all saw happen, people are denying happened. What do I think should happen to college kids? I'm sorry, they're not kids. They're grownups at this point. They're old enough to vote. They're old enough to join the military. <clears throat> they're old enough to make us live under their rules for the last, you know, decade or so. These college kids have enforced this cancel culture all around. If you wore a MAGA hat, that was okay to destroy your life. I had a piece up on Fox a few days ago where I told the story, people might not remember, of a student at the University of Virginia who was expelled because she made a, a, a negative comment to a BLM protest. She said, um, you know, you'd make good roadkill or something. And she never actually even said that. She didn't say anything like that. And it was a lie. And she still got expelled. So do I feel sorry for these kids who are celebrating the slaughter of other people, of, of children, etc.? I'm sorry. I can't feel sorry for them. This is the cancel culture that they created and that now, yeah, you know, you're going to have to live under the circumstances that you've developed for the rest of us. Uh, we didn't want this. I didn't want to live in a place where you couldn't say what you thought, even if it was heinous. But that's where we are. And unfortunately, that's, you know, where we're going to have to be for a while. There's also a great piece by Mary Catherine Ham today on Outkick, where she says that this is what it used to be before cancel culture. You couldn't go around saying it's OK to kill children. And that's fine and hope that your job right. wouldn't care. This was always I, I, an issue. You can never I would say, say things that, like that. This, Carol, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, reasonable people can know, reasonable people can understand that, yeah, sure, we believe it, we believe in free speech, but, you know, calling for the extermination of human beings or celebrating people's right. murders or deaths, like, that's, that's different than, you know, arguing over, you know, the marginal tax rate or immigration numbers mm -hmm. or whatever, right? And and here we've seen that there are some red lines left for most people. I, I guess at some level maybe that's encouraging that even in America today, there's a majority. It's obviously not all, not all, but there's a majority that understands that it's not okay to have the opinion that anything that happened here with Hamas was anything other than the worst thing that a human being can do, right? Like that's right. there is no other opinion that a reasonable ethical person could have. And a majority, not all, but I think a majority of Americans get that. Yeah, I agree. I think that America and Americans have the right perspective here in general. And it is a loud minority who is presenting this other point of view and turn, turning the paragliders who slaughtered, you know, teenagers at a, at a music festival into some kind of heroes. I think that that is a minority. They're, they are very loud. And I think that they should live up to the consequences of these terrible opinions that they have. Also, the, the, the videos of grown people ripping down the, the kidnap posters in various cities. In Miami, there was a dentist who, who tore down these posters. And in New York and in other places, people are, are pulling down these posters and they're being identified and fired from their jobs. Well, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to a dentist that thought that nobody should see that Hamas kidnapped toddlers. Um, I don't think that most people should feel okay in that dental seat. I don't wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to get in an MRI machine with a technician who has been tearing down pictures of grandmas who are held hostage in Gaza. None of that is okay. And I think it's totally fine to say, yes, these people should be fired. Yes, these college kids should should lose their job offers. Yes, they should consider the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing and really, you know, live a different life. 
Carol Markowitz, everybody. Carol's uh, podcast is the Carol Markowitz Show. If you subscribe to Clay and Buck, you can listen to it there, um, or you can listen wherever you want on the iHeartRadio uh, pod, uh, app. Carol, uh, appreciate you as always. Uh, thank you and so thank much, you for being guys. here with us. Thank you. Keep up the good work, Carol. Thank you. You worked hard to build your retirement savings. You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. Phoenix Capital Group wants to help fuel your growth. You can invest in their corporate bonds through your 401k and IRA to start earning tax-deferred annual returns ranging from 9 to 13%. There are multiple options with different rates and terms to choose from. Phoenix Capital Group is providing investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the free investment packet at phxonair.com. You can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% annual interest. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey! 
Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Like I read to you, Joe Biden just in the last hour sent out a tweet saying we have to be careful not to engage in Islamophobia. I don't know that that's the number one message that America needs to hear right now, Buck. Uh, especially while, I think we have a cut of this, Elon Omar basically is working as the propaganda arm for Hamas. She, of course, is a Democrat congresswoman. Uh, listen to this exchange with a reporter that just took place. How many more killings is enough for you? Is it a thousand more? Two thousand more? Three thousand more? How many more Palestinians would make you happy if they die? Do you, you, will you be fine if all of the people of Gaza were gone? Would that make you happy? Would that be the thing that makes you proud? And maybe that's the question you should ask Richie. Is he okay? How many more Palestinian lives is he comfortable with? Because I am not comfortable with any more. I mean, I, okay. I, I can actually answer to some degree that question. Um, every member of Hamas, all leadership of, of Hamas, and anyone who had anything to do with this attack should either be captured or killed by the Israeli security forces. Every Amen. single one of them. Dead or in prison. That's the answer. And that's what the IDF is trying to do. This notion that, that Israel is trying to just destroy Gaza and destroy all these civilians... Israel could have done that a hundred times over any time it wanted for the last, well, for decades now. That is not the mission. That's not what they're trying to do. They have a just conflict, a just war. And the answer is every member of Hamas who had anything to do with this, and anyone really in in Hamas, because they all had something to do with this, they're all part of this cause, dead or in prison. That is the mission, and that is just. My concern, Buck, is that this is the pivot point that they're going to try, and they're clearly making. It is that they are the actual victims, and Israel is the aggressor. And so they lash out, kill 1,400 people, Israel responds, and the response becomes, oh, see, both sides are guilty of human rights violations. No, no, no. The side that started the war can't then curl up in the fetal position and get disappointed when the side that's been attacked decides that they need to respond. Yeah, and and this is it's not new clay in the in the Israeli-Palestinian, you know, conflict era, Palestinian Hamas uh and Palestinian Islamic Jihad suicide bombers blowing up restaurants and things back in the early 2000s. They still claim to be the victims then. This though is different. People recognize this is e- this is a level beyond, a level of evil beyond. All right, I want to speak to my fellow gun owners for a second. Keeping yourself properly trained has become expensive. And visits to the range cost more, and ammo is expensive. So if that's keeping you from keeping your skills as sharp as they could be, well, there's a way to train at home that's cost-effective, and it's fun. The Mantis X system. This is a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. Simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. You connect that to your phone and the Mantis X app. I use one here at home, and it's so much fun. It's great, and it makes my skills better. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique. You can track your improving scores on the app. It guides you through drills and courses, and you'll see the results yourself. I'm talking trigger pull, sight alignment, really important stuff. 94% of Mantis X owners, Mantis X owners improve within 20 minutes of using it. It's a must-have for every gun owner out there. Get yours today. MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Welcome back, everybody. Bill O'Reilly joins us now. He has 18 number one best-selling books in his Killing series. The latest, Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. 
I have my copy. I'm excited to be reading it here uh, soon. Also go to BillOReilly.com for his no-spin news uh, each day during the week. Bill, appreciate you being with us. It's been, um, you know, a really gut-wrenching news cycle now for for a couple of weeks. I, I want to start with this. You know, if you could just bring your perspective to it. How do you think the administration's handled this so far? How do you think Biden's handled the worst attack on uh, worst attack on Jews in terms of loss of life in one day since the Holocaust? Contemporaneously, he's handled it okay. Um, he's following the advice of his national security team, and uh, he hasn't screwed up as far as day-to-day operations are concerned. But the whole thing, uh, disorder in the world has declined dramatically in the last three years since he was elected. And that's the major story for Americans to understand. So when you bring in a president as weak as Joe Biden, and there's no two sides to that story, anybody say he's a strong president, it's either lying or delusional. Um, when you bring somebody in who's weak, there are going to be unintended consequences of that. So I was, I was having a conversation uh, with an old friend who came into town uh, this weekend. He's a big Biden supporter. And I went, do you understand that under Trump, even though you hate him, there was no disorder in the world? There were problems, but no Ukraine, no Iran ordering Hamas to murder Jews, no China saber-rattling over Taiwan to the extent that we have to send warships to the region. We didn't have any of that. Does that matter to you? And you know what? It didn't. The guy hates Trump so much, it wouldn't matter what Biden did. And that's pretty sad. Bill, first of all, much less serious. My dad read Killing the Witches. My mom is halfway through. They pilfered it out of my house, so they didn't buy a copy. I got a free one, thank you. Uh, but they both say that it's genuinely fantastic. They have really enjoyed it. So that's, that's, they, they wanted me to let, you know, they, they couldn't stop talking about it when I saw them, uh, over the weekend. So that's, well, that's going nice, on. Clay. I mean, it shows you have very smart parents. <laughs> yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, you know, we, we're telling everybody this is the best Halloween book with apologies to Edgar Allan Poe that you can find. But it's a very serious book in the sense that the witch hunt is back in the form of cancel culture. And you can extend that to the news cycle that Buck was just talking about. In New York over the weekend, you guys know this, there were 5,000 people, uh, many of whom taunting the police, trying to close down um, avenues in the city. And you saw social disorder here at a very high level. No respect for the police whatsoever. No respect for their safety. I don't mind people demonstrating in, in favor of Palestine. I mean, you know, Palestinian people. I, look, that's freedom of speech. I understand the issue. And anybody who uh, says it's a ceasefire, I mean, what are you doing? Do we have a ceasefire after 9-11 with al-Qaeda? Anybody call for that? No. <laughs> Why would you call for it now? Yeah. And And, and so... You know, when I say cancel culture is a new witch hunt, in the world that these nuts live in, the people out there taunting the police, they're noble. They, they think that they're, they're the best and that if you don't agree with them, you should be hurt. 
and without any due process, which is what they did in Salem. So anyway, I wrote that's why I wrote the book because the witch hunt is back. But I appreciate your parents um, reading it, and uh, you ought to buy a bunch of copies for your other relatives. Uh, <laughs> I'll make sure he does, Bill. I'll hold them to it. All right, I'm getting. I'm going to be honest with you, Bill. You and I, I think, are on the right side here still what? about Biden not being the nominee oh. in 24. But, Clay, but Clay, Bill, stop I just, just want to let. I just want to lay it out. Buck is Buck. I'm getting nervous about this. All right, we're almost to Halloween, right? Yeah. Thanksgiving, everybody kind of shuts down. Families get together. Then you got yeah. Christmas, New Year's. Are you getting nervous? that the Democrats are actually crazy enough to run Biden and he isn't going to be the nominee, or do you still believe they're going to find a way to force him out? Number one, I never get nervous. I make other people nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great line. All right. Biden can resign up to convention time. Yep. Okay, so there's no time crush right now. Number three, if you follow the news cycle, the Oversight Committee came out with a check Yep. from Jim Biden to Joe Biden for $200,000, unexplained. We don't know whether Biden put that check on his income tax return. That's the next big thing. The check was allegedly written the day that Jim Biden, the brother, got $600,000 from a medical corporation in distress that hired Jim Biden to try to find a financial company to bail out the medical company. Now, why would you hire Jim Biden to do that? Jim Biden has no juice. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is this is a stair step. It's one after the other, after the other, after the other. And when you combine the mental acuity declining with the financial scandal growing, I don't see how the man runs. And listen, if Buck is right, then we'll take him out to dinner, right? I was going to say, I want I want a steak on Bill O'Reilly and Clay, if this is right, or I'll have one of Bill's famous pot roasts or something. You know, we'll we'll have to get something going here. Uh, let me let me ask you this then, Bill. To to that end. Um, let, let's just say that, that something, and I've said all along, to be fair, the one thing that kind of makes this, uh, Clay, is it, is it a push when the bets are, is that right? What's the yeah. push? Yeah. Right. The one thing that kind of all bets are off situation is obviously if Biden has a major health issue, which he's old enough, that could, that could happen and that could come out of nowhere. Now, is he going to say he has one versus does he actually have one? That's something that people might debate if and when the time comes, God forbid. But do you think they could go forward with combo then, or do you still think that you had to, a brokered convention situation, and then the DNC comes forward with somebody. I mean, what is your assuming that you're, you know, you're not sweating this one? Is your is your sense that at the convention the Democrats just put forward a consensus candidate, or do they think that against Donald Trump with all the indictments, Kamala Harris might actually be able to get it done if she ascends? If they were, if the Democratic Party were confident in Kamala Harris, she would already be front and center. All right, so it's like if you, uh, anybody listening to us right now, have a problem in your life, you have a plan B. Or if you don't, you're a moron. Okay, so if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go do this. There's not any do this with Kamala Harris in the Democratic Party. She couldn't be more invisible. 
couldn't be. I mean, Claude Rains in The Invisible Man was seen more than Vice President Harris. Okay? So they know she's a disaster. Now, if Biden is has to resign for medical reasons, she'll be a placeholder. But she'll never get anything done, um, but she'll be there. But I would assume there'll be a wide-open scurry for the nomination. And, and people don't understand how it works. You don't have to win the primaries to get the nomination. You have to show up to Chicago and convince the delegates there that they should give their votes to you on the premises at the convention. Right. Michelle Obama wanted to run for president, for example. She's not going to go to Iowa to campaign. She's not going to do any of that. She'll just show up, and she lives right down the street. She'll just kind of walk on over. Hey, I'm ready. And they'll go, okay. And that's how it'll go down. So you still think it'll be Michelle Obama as the nominee? No, 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 I don't, because I've seen no indications from the former first lady. So who would you, yeah, Obama. no, it's an interesting point. If you had to pick somebody, I've said Gavin I, Newsom. I, I, I think I, Gavin I, Newsom. I actually want to ask Bill, yeah, can, I, can I piggyback sure. on one of your, uh, do you think that Gretchen Whitmer or Gavin Newsom is more formidable in the eyes of the DNC? Well, Gavin Newsom with the attack on parents in California, it's over. It's over for him. And most Americans don't know what I'm talking about. But Sacramento has passed a series of bills basically saying that the state will take your child away if your child wants to be taken away. No uh, welfare services, no child protection agency. If the child doesn't want to live with you, older than 12, child can just bolt. State will take care of the child. Are you kidding me? And, so who would it you know, be once then? Once you get into that territory, just like Yunkin in Virginia, who beat McCollum because McCollum said, oh, you, your parents shouldn't have to raise your children. Where School will tell you what to do. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was the end of him. Well, once the Republicans start to actually um, spotlight what Gavin Newsom has done, and then all just show, just show pictures of San Francisco and Los Angeles. That's all you need to do. Trump would beat him by eight or nine points. That would be fantastic. So who do you think they would pick? Who would be their option if you, you know, were... Somebody who's kind of not well-known. So, you know, Whitmer. I don't know Whitmer. Um, I mean, I know her, but uh, I, I don't have any feeling for the woman. I know she's a progressive leftist, but they all are. Um, you know, maybe some governor someplace who's done okay. I, I really don't follow the party politics like that. I'm not that interested in it. But the Democrats have a huge problem. And if they had anybody, they would have already said to Joe Biden, hey, um, you're, you're going to be a Rutherford B. Hayes. I'm sorry, you guys, but <laughs> one term, that's it. And Polk, James Polk, both Hayes and Polk said, I'm only going to run for one term. That's all Biden has to do. Biden, because it's, if you think he's bad now, project out three years from now. No, he, well, he can't, can't finish a second term. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, no way. Bill O'Reilly, the book "Killing the Witches," comes with the Travis mom and dad stamp of approval. Bill, yeah, we cool. appreciate you. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Always uh, fun. Thank you very much for Thank having you. me. Thank you. Name one college or university operates without accepting a penny of government money. If you can. 
Imagine a university or college practicing self-sufficiency while also teaching it. Hillsdale is that college. Enjoying the freedom that comes with that self-sufficiency, including determining 100% of the curriculum decisions and the content of its courses. One of the most popular courses on campus How about Constitution 101, a semester-long deep dive into the words, meaning, and impact of our nation's most referred-to document? Not only do they want students to appreciate the Constitution, they want all Americans to know it, too. One way of achieving that goal, giving away free copies of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. If they mail one million copies of that document to a similar number of Americans, they'll consider the goal met. Order your free copy right now at clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Complete a simple form, receive a booklet through the mail. You don't even have to pay for shipping. Order your copy now at clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you. 
thanks to Carol Markowitz and Bill O'Reilly, who have hung out with us here in this hour. We'll take your calls. We'll roll through the final hour. No guests, 800-282-2882. Want to keep you updated. We haven't talked uh, very much about the hostages so far today. There is some cautious optimism. Two American hostages were released on Friday. We talked about that in the show with you, a mom and a daughter uh, from Chicago, there is some cautious optimism that dual nationals may be released. Uh, that does not spell, by the way, very good fate for those who are Jewish citizens, um, as there's still a lot of bargaining power there. But Isra- Hamas, Israeli citizens. Yes. Hamas, by the way, grabbed a lot of people. It's hard to know probably what this the nationhood status was of many of the people that they were grabbing when they grabbed terrorists. I'm sure there wasn't. Uh, some sort of deep uh, decision-making necessarily about who exactly they grabbed. Um, but we'll see whether or not that ends up coming to fruition. Fingers crossed that it could, and that those that Americans certainly, I believe, 10 of them potentially getting back. But uh, there is a statement that has been made by Border Patrol that there is a significant danger. This is probably not going to surprise a lot of you, given the fact that our southern border is wide open that members of Hezbollah or Hamas could be trying to enter the United States through our porous, wide-open southern border. That is now a uh, a warning that has been given out by uh, officials at the border. Here is Peter Ducey of Fox News discussing that just a little bit ago. The intel arm of CBP has a new bulletin out, and the headline is pretty alarming. It says in bold letters right at the top, foreign fighters of Israel-Hamas conflict may be encountered at southwest border. The Daily Caller got a copy of this material. It was distributed three days ago, and it's about Hamas, Hezbollah, or Islamic Jihad fighters exploiting the porous border to get into the U.S. Part of the concern is that terrorists can see a ton of traffic down there. One... uh, Rather, the new number is 2.48 million encounters in a fiscal year, and among them at least 172 people from the terror watch list. That is 172 who actually came face-to-face with law enforcement and didn't get away. Buck, this is going to happen, and I hate to say that it's going to happen, but it is going to happen. I don't know when. Someone who is a terrorist is going to come through our southern border. Maybe some groups of people, remember it was only 19 terrorists that inflicted 9-11 upon us. It's not like they needed hundreds or thousands of people in the United States in order to do so. There is going to be a terror attack perpetrated. Again, I hate to say this, but I feel almost certain that it's going to happen. From people who illegally entered the country through the southern border, and the immediate response is going to be, how did we ever let this happen? And those of us who have been out there saying this is going to happen, this is going to happen, are going to just kind of throw up our hands and say it was obvious, it was a clear uh, uh, opportunity to be able to illegally get people into this country. They see just as easily as you and me and everybody else does, everybody pouring across this southern border. It feels inevitable to me. It's going to be awful, but it feels inevitable. Well, this is why Border Patrol is putting out these kinds of notices, and and it's also, remember, it's it's not just about the resources at the border, it's about what happens when people come into the country illegally, and the Democrats refuse to have a policy that turns people away who are illegal. They all get to go through this asylum process, and um, that means that it's never been easier to get in the country illegally than it is um, right now and it's clearly a national security vulnerability uh, there's no no question about that Clay we'll come back and, and get into the latest here on the issue of the 
uh, impending still, uh, Israeli incursion into Gaza and you know, what that is going to look like, the possibility of Hezbollah getting involved in Lebanon, expansion of the war, and uh, and some other issues that we'll be uh, touching on, including the House Speaker drama, which, Clay, you might have seen the American people tired of that drama. No doubt. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.